Alright, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four Gilf Susie Q nerds for all you Gilf Susie Q nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foils. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, Episode 23, The High Priestess. We're a uh, JoJo watch-along podcast where we just have bad taste and everything and make bad jokes like Gilf CZQ. And it's great. It's a wonderful time as had by all as we talk about every single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No, no Joe, you're right. Like, Suzy Q's still best girl. Oh, she's still got she, it. <laughs> I was really happy to see her, actually. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't no... like you characterizing her like this. <laughs> what? But <laughs> like a gilf? <laughs> don't don't hate the messenger for bringing the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making a face right now. Y'all can't see it, but I'm making a face. Is it an aroused face? No. Grandmas need love too. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, today we're talking about a uh, high priestess where it, they're on a submarine. <laughs> Part one, my bad. Yeah, thank you, Grant. Yeah, yeah believe me, the high priestess. Yeah, my bad. Episode twenty three of Stardust Crusaders, High Priestess, Part One. There yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice clean cut there. Yeah, there you. we go. Grant bringing the professionalism to now, this hold on, then garbage. I'm gonna cut too. Hi, episode twenty three of Stardust Crusaders, High Priestess, Part One. Anyone else want to do it too? No. Previously on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> not cutting any of this out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, previously. Hey, Abdul, hey, he did. Hey, back. God. Yeah, here we are. Do you want a little... The, the whole crew's back together. Living this life. Are you ready for more uh, narrator voiceover to tell you about the beautiful Red Sea? No. I am, actually. So much beautiful no. uh, fish life and coral. Divers all The water of this river is overflowing with life. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Red Sea's just a river now? I mean, it said river at some point. I don't know. No, they, they said that there are no rivers that go to the Red Sea, so it's unsullied. Oh, shit. What, what is a sea but a really large, salty river? That's not a river at all. Yeah. Eh, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, Victor. I mean, if you just willfully look at it wrong, yeah. Hey, look. I have my interpretation of how to call bodies of water, and you can go over there. Anyway, so <laughs> Abdul is giving Polnareff lessons on how to drive through the Red River, and God, like, why does Abdul know how to drive this thing? <laughs> because uh, he's been practicing with it. He's the one who bought it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I mean, he falls around, like, Joseph everywhere, I guess. So I guess Joseph made him learn at some point, because Joseph didn't I mean, want to drive. He just bought this thing. I mean, in, in the manga, it was like, yeah, we we uh, had had Avdol pretend to be, like, a like a rich prince, and he bought it. So Dio wouldn't think that it was his boat for the... I don't know, man. Why? This is dumb. This is a dumb thing. Why do they bother to take precautions? I don't know. <laughs> like every single know. time they have attempted any precaution, there's been su- a stand user there, including on this no-name jackass island in the middle of the Red Sea, it is... where there just happened to be a fucking stand user burrowed into the island. They little they went out of their way to go to this island so that no stand user would be there. They went the wrong direction to get there. So either Dio is really fucking good at deploying these lunatics. Or, maybe more interestingly, there are just stand users everywhere on the fucking path, and we're only seeing the successful ones. For every cameo, there's eight other dudes buried on eight other islands. <laughs> yeah, they just happen to hit all the tarot ones. There's like, a, there's like a regular playing card deck ones, there's like a magic card deck ones. Oh yeah, all the minor arcade. <laughs> My card sort of- represents the two of swords. <laughs> My card represents Karibo. <laughs> scapegoat <laughs> hold my stand is blue eyes white dragon uh, what were you saying Tim it really goes into my theory that like when they were going through the sun they the reason that they took the camels was like the sun was the idiot stand that they could go through and there was a bunch of competent assassins the other way <laughs> like if they had actually gotten on a Cessna they would have had to deal with a genius baby yeah so okay. they're at the level select screen, Perfect. and they saw, like, well, 
That one has five stars on that path. Let's go on the two star path. <laughs> they still almost die on the two star path. <laughs> so, I like to think that maybe this was the path Dio thought they wouldn't take. So he really put all the dumbass stand users here. Everywhere else is guarded by maybe not even stand users, just get dudes with guns. Dudes with guns. <laughs> just actual competent assassins. <laughs> They'll never take this like the path they take. All right, you know what? You're a, you're you're fine. You get to guard the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Keep that safe. Wouldn't want JoJo sneaking us by there. And you know what? You get to be in the middle of the desert. It's a very important place, just miles from civilization. <laughs> and you, oh, I have the most important job of all. I'm going to bury you. On an island that's not on their projected route. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord Dio. <laughs> thank you. I won't fail you. Do you think Steely Dan selling kebabs was Dio's idea or, or Steely Dan's own idea? Oh, definitely Steely Dan's yeah. own oh, yeah. idea. <laughs> he really wanted to get that haggling in. <laughs> you really given Imagine. a lot of creative freedom to do what you want on that one. <laughs> Well, Dio does allow his stand users a lot of fucking creative freedom. All right, my thing is, I got a car. That's it. Like, the stand is a car. Well, all right. Do do you leave the car? No. Like, if I need to hit a signpost, I'm hitting it with the car. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. What do you do do with that beefy arm? Look cool, pick up chicks. I, I lean out the side of my car. And I look like I'm more imposing than I really am. It's my intimidation it check. Look more imposing if everybody wasn't built like a fucking brick house here. <laughs> no, he's just kind of average. Like Captain Dragon's like that all over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's even bigger than the Stardust Crusaders. And those guys are fucking huge. All right, I'm gonna dress like a saucy little sailor, and then I'm gonna blow their boat up. All right, you got that. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of oversight. No, no, no. Lordio, Lordio. That's my B plan. My A plan is to just take them off one by one with my stand that has to lure them into water. Okay. 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 <laughs> just get it done. Just get All it. results. God, uh, anyway, anyway, we're on a submarine. We're going to get back to the episode that really just doesn't even happen. This is like one of the least episodes we've had in a long ass time. There's, to be fair, though, this is one of the best episodes of the season, honestly. There's like, a, I, a prolonged scene where they co- count coffee cups twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I don't, like, I I mean, yes, there are a lot of dumb JoJo stuff in our JoJo episode, go figure. Uh, yeah, but, I know, weird. But, like, this set of two episodes is honestly, actually, two really good episodes of anime. Really? Absolutely. I, I agree. 100%. I, I like I actually kind of don't like these episodes. Really? Yeah. Really? I, these, this, like, I think these are kind of boring and weird and not very good. I mean, no, this weird. does everything you wanted it to. It's got a lot of character interaction. It's got some good, like, actual interaction between the uh, the Joe stars that make it seem like there might actually be some kind of familiar relationship <laughs> between these people. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. You, I don't think you General get, has you get a team up fight to like. Yet. <laughs> Yeah. Oi, Gigi. Oi, Gigi. That's the only words he said to him. <laughs> he gives him shit all the time for crashing planes. That's what. Oh, yeah. you're right. My bad. And he's like, yeah. never mind. It's like, uh, we're like, we're on the submarine, like. And jo- Joseph's like, I could drive this thing too. She's like, we don't need Jodra's like, crash. no. <laughs> what is the submarine but the plane of the sea? God. Oh, and then we decide to give the wheel to Palmer. Oh God! Of course, why not? We get to that, Abdul is driving at first, and then later, for some reason, they decide it's a good idea to let Polner F behind the wheel. I think he just sees an empty seat and just sits down, and starts using it. But anyways, anyways, I was gonna get back to the episode. Yeah, let's get the, let's, let's actually get back to this episode. Jesus, yeah, do we yeah. have to? Yeah, Joseph is like, hey, can y'all be quiet for a sec? I gotta make a phone call. And he calls his lady back at home. Yeah, we get some sweet Susie Q. Yeah. It's surprising. And she's doing the uh, the Lisa Lisa thing with the, the two dresses. Yeah. She's like, I got a good, white Good dress. callback, actually. Or do, I, or do I wear the purple dress? Well, this one's all sparkly, but this one's more elegant. 
Mm-hmm. And it's for a charity event. And it's the Charity Concert for Peace, New York, sponsored by New York Mayor Smokey Brown. I'm like, yeah, it's Smokey, you're doing good. Yeah. Who looks who looks really good on the cover <laughs> yeah, of the magazine checked. for being Yeah, yeah he looks like, a be like sixty. Look, I love Smokey. He looks like an he's looks like he's going to be a villain later on. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he wants to outlaw the X Men, to be honest. <laughs> so go ahead tim no i don't have anything let's get over to suzy q phone call yeah because for some reason jojo hasn't told her that holly's dying joseph's an asshole like yeah a complete (laughs) asshole here fuck joseph here and like he's doing it to protect her but like she's that's not a that's not a good reason either because (laughs) no no that's that's what makes him the asshole like listen this is 60 years in payback (laughs) 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 so you okay so he shows up like they're at his daughter's funeral and he's like oops forgot to tell you Susie q is that what you think's about to happen here (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Game yeah, master. Gonna... <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Playing the fucking long con. Jesus. Wait, wait, is that why he's been sandbagging this whole time? He doesn't want to succeed. Oh god. No. 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 No, we're not going down no, this road. No. Not Sully, the good David Joseph Joseph. No, have you seen how he treats his daughter? He loves her. I know. All right, he loves, he loves her, her so too much. much. I remember this. It was creepy. <sighs> Look, I'm just upset he's lying to Suzy Q because she was literally possessed by a brain of an Aztec god. Yeah. And so, and now he's protecting her from like this. Like, come on now, stand bullshit. Like, she, yeah. she she'd believe you if you told her what's going on. She like grew up on Hamon Island. Yeah, <laughs> like, like she she like was the assist like the the servant to Lisa Lisa. Yeah, yeah, but she has a fragile heart that could go if she worried about her daughter too much. I feel like she could still probably beat jo- Joseph in a fight, uh, only because Joseph wouldn't hurt her. Also, the, his stupid ass butler is like also lying to her. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Is there is it really? I mean, his is name that... is Roses. Oh, okay. you know, I would never have put that together. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. Hmm. What I know, right. it's crazy, but there's some musical reference to Joe's bizarre picture. Fucking got me. <laughs> like Jesus, I'm all fucking shocked by it. Does that even in our schedule <laughs> <Joe>. yet? Is <laughs> no. No, we, we we did not put that on the roster. It is on the roster for next season. Joey, oh, for next season. Yeah. Don't pretend like you got this like the first. <laughs> I know around. you had to look this up. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, fuck me. That's true. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> How dare you all not catch the subtleties of JoJo that I'm getting on the fourth fucking watch? <laughs> God. <laughs> This show has no subtlety. It's just... <sighs> so yeah, uh, he lies. Holly tells her, oh, don't worry about Holly. And then, like, everyone does give him an appropriate stink eye about that. Yeah, they give him a real fucking stink eye. They're like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? We're all risking our lives out here. You're not even going to tell your wife that we're doing this shit. And I think uh, I think Jotaro gives him, like, the stinkiest eye. Yeah. Hmm. yeah there's no yeah. need to worry her. Don't like, worry. Look, he's mom. gonna handle his own business, and she'll be none the wiser. Yeah, yeah. Look, she just has pneumonia. It's fine. Totally just fine. We killed, when we kill Dio, everything will be okay. I have no doubt that we're going to kill Dio. <laughs> I have no reason to believe that that will even fix the problem. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just assumed that was the solution and just went on this quest. Instead of giving Holly the fighting spirit. <laughs> yeah, would, you're right. How would you go about doing that, Joe? You put Jotaro in danger. Oh fuck! Oh, oh, kick, get those right. mother instincts kicked you get in. Get that mother instincts, but you also make sure you like rip his shirt a bit when he's in danger. Stop! Oh. Yeah, <laughs> seventeen, Joey. Make sure he's got like she's like chained up in a cell somewhere, and only look, Holly can save him. Look, Joey. I know this is anime, <laughs> but we don't need to incest bait anyone look, here. You, you get Kakumi to help out; he'd be more than happy to stage the scene and take the pictures, <laughs> and then. 
Look, don't involve your mom in your fucking BDSM fantasies. Well, what if it's for her own good, Grant? We have to build her fighting spirit somehow. She needs to consent beforehand, and even then it's not okay because it's incest. What if it's medical BDSM? (laughs) Medical BDSM. And not like medical play, actually like it's (laughs) prescribed by a doctor to keep her standing up. Sounds like a Speedwagon Foundation Foundation. (laughs) Are y'all real doctors? (laughs) We have doctorates. (laughs) No, that's when they reveal that this character is named Dr. Love. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a and one of those doctor feel good. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> God. Uh, so yeah, it's just an update on Holly. We get some talking to Roses, who is in on everything, and um, then Polar drives the sub <laughs> into the seafloor <laughs> immediately. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, how about we just turn up the speed? <laughs> <laughs> immediately hits rocks. At- like, Avdol gets mad at him. Like, I, this I, is I, your fault, Avdol. Yes. <laughs> Polnareff's an idiot. And yeah. it's clearly being an idiot. But at this point, it's your fault for ever taking your eyes off of him. It's like how you're responsible when your toddler breaks something. <laughs> you take your eyes off him for two seconds, and Polnareff has smeared crayons over the wall, <laughs> and now everyone's mad. <laughs> I like how the, ne- the immediately like after well after Avdol screams at him, it's like Polnareff, what are you doing? The next scene is just like Avdol and uh, Polnareff just being like, "Oh, I just woke up from a nap, bored. I'm tired. I'm bored of this. I don't what, want to play with the submarine anymore." What a total fucking anymore. like child. Yes. And then we yeah. then we find out Kakuin can't count to five without you know counting one at a time. <laughs> one, two. <laughs> Three. 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 One, two, three, four, all together. The number of the day is four. Ah, 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 ah. He's actually a Muppet. That's four Muppets counts. One. It all makes sense now. <laughs> God. And pull the ref, just give, hey, make the coffee. I want it now. He says, <laughs> He's being a little shit. Right as I think she's make it yourself, Kakuin shouts, make it yourself. And then he makes it anyway, he's like a little bitch. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Jotaro has him trained. He should have walked over with four mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Look, he just kept (sighs) filling up coffee mugs. Couldn't help himself. He's got more important things to think about. You ever just like fill up every mug of uh, that you have in the house with coffee? No. 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 Are you sure? Never. I've I've only made coffee for myself and my girlfriend. So you that's ever, at max two. Do you ever accidentally be like, oops, I filled up six mugs? N- no. No. Grant, is this a problem that you have? It is weird that there's coffee that's... in all the mugs. <laughs> oops, didn't mean to. And bowls. And pitchers. There's... Every pot, every pan. <laughs> just so much coffee. So, so, why is there so it's much coffee, coffee everywhere? Bath. How did you fill the bathtub? <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> now I'm just imagining someone like, you make coffee in the tank of the toilet so when you flush... <laughs> it's a fresh pot every time. <laughs> it's a fresh pot. <laughs> oh god. Anyway. <laughs> Toilet humor aside. We are the worst. <laughs> We this cut is... to a scene of Avdol explaining where they're going to like actually exit the Red Sea into Egypt. Yeah. And there's this overhead shot of them looking at a map. And I love just this overhead <laughs> shot of Avdol and Polnareff's hair. His <laughs> <laughs> hair looks like there's an eclipse going on. <laughs> it's just so round in a way it shouldn't be. And like Avdol's hair looks like some sort of weird... like. Thing like a high end baker would make. Yes, <laughs> it's like I'm not sure how to describe this at all. I don't know. It looks like a cookie that he put very small Oreos all over. It's yeah. it's like a cake with macarons on it. Yeah, 
this angle provides no actual, no more information about Jotaro's hat than we've. <laughs> <laughs> it is still as bewildering as ever. Kakuid's forelock appears to go backward in this shot. <laughs> his his part goes all the way back. It's like a Mickey Mouse ears. How do you oh, wow. cut your hair all You're the right. way back? <laughs> That's impressive. That's fucking impressive. I mean, do you see how Polnareff's hair spikes backward in the back? His flat top is cylindrical except for like the, the mohawk down the back side of it. It's for aerodynamics. He spends a long time oh. every day getting to look at like that. How do you think he achieves such speed and precision with the swordsmanship? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most aerodynamic he could make it for going into water. <laughs> oh, uh, so God. one of the coffee cups chops off Joseph's hand, and just like that, we're to the halfway point. <laughs> we, we like fucking Araki loves abusing Joseph's mechanical hand. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna have so much fun with this thing. <laughs> I'm real glad I cut it off. I, I like this better than just. Season five, where they just literally kill everyone every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They just kind of also do that. Like, remember how last episode, Polnareff had, like, roughly 10% of his body mass chewed off? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That's, <laughs> it's just surface flesh. That's okay. He wished for the genie to uh, heal him up. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Yep. That was, a, that was the third wish. <sighs> so they, they went back to the baby, and they're like, oh, they dreamt again. And it's like, hey. Just give me my flesh back. We need another solid. <laughs> Dream made back to whole. Damn, this this baby is really useful. We're going to keep it Just around. carry him around. Actually, this looks, this looks like a really good idea. Uh, yeah, now that I think about it. They, he is at their mercy as long as they fall asleep with their stands out. Huh. Oh, it's just a baby. <laughs> you can <laughs> throw it in any direction. Any direction. All right. Anyway, they realize there are six coffee cups instead of five, and we know there were five because Kakuin had to count them one at a time. <laughs> one, two. two. <laughs> and when somebody points it out, we get the another great, like, all five of their faces reaction shot, except yeah. they cut it in such a way that <laughs> it's exactly lined up, like, where the line divides, so you have an, a half-and-half Kakuin Joseph face and yeah. a half-and-half Jotaro Avdol face. Oh, yeah. And it, if you just look at the shot and still, it's kind of upsetting. Oh, yeah. No, I like it. There's some rare pairs right there. <laughs> oh, I like it a lot, actually. Joseph and Jodoral. <laughs> the 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 dangles with Kakuin and Joseph's hair actually like are are symmetrical to each other. Ooh, that's that's good. And yeah, the that actually does look good. Yeah. And then just pull. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> deserve a matchup anymore. And, yeah. <laughs> if you hold if you hold up your hand on the right side of the screen, you can just block him out, and then it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we could have had Captain Dragon, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of this chuckle fuck. <laughs> now, not to say that Captain Dragon would not also have been a chuckle fuck, but realistically, which if they like if they had gone around recruiting stand users, which one would you replace Polnareff with? Because I can't think of one who would be worse than Polnareff off the top of my head. I mean, I mean, work fortune. I no, that, no, that could do no, something. that would that would have been great. Steely Dan. Oh yeah, he's okay. just Dan too much of a shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he'd be more of a menace than Polnareff was. Yeah, you're actually right. intentionally so. Intentionally so, which is actually Holly. might be better. It's more predictable. Holly? No, Holly would have been better than Polnareff. <laughs> no, we just have to dra- like drag Holly everywhere on like. You mean to fucking tell me, medical? You mean to tell me Holly has less fighting spirit than fucking Polnareff? <laughs> yeah, that's a little hard to believe. Polnareff uh, had to avenge his sister. And I really did. wish, I really wish this was Holly's bizarre adventure. Yeah, we already did that, though, didn't we? Like the gender swap version yeah. looks yeah. like that was good. But I can lament about it again. No, yeah, we yes. can all be like, man, if only. So in the manga, guess what doesn't happen? Any of the, this? The, the whole conversation with Susie Q. <laughs> really? Like, like I think it happens late, late, late in a few issues, but I didn't read ahead. They probably wanted to but, slot it in here because it felt good to have like a the like 
like kind of a thematic run through of like, hey, this is what we're still doing at the they, end of this. They needed to pad out this episode by like fifteen minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and they did. I don't, really, it could have been one episode. Yeah, I mean, like the high priestess does not do a whole lot here. Speaking of high priestess, high priestess is stand user is Midler. That's not what we have on the schedule this week, though. Oh, my bad. That's next week. Forget yeah, that's I just next week when we actually meet her. Forget I just yeah. said that thing. I'm not going to cut out. Um, <laughs> instead, this man, week, we've not been great about this. <laughs> about like what? last few episodes, we've really fucked it up on what we're going to do versus what the inter- interstitial <laughs> actually is. Look, it's hard. Okay, Tim, we're doing our best. We have. Hard. <laughs> We have a schedule. It's so hard to click the message. button. The button's so far, though. <laughs> All right, yeah, what are we doing this week, Richter? Stand proud. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Alright, welcome everybody once again to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, a podcast interstitial segment by one studded glove nerd for all you studded glove nerds out there. As always, I'm your host, Victor Munson, and this is where I tell you all about the musical acts that are referenced in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. With us closing in on the end of Stardust Crusaders Season 1, it's time to take a look at this season's opening theme, Stand Proud, a towering piece of prog and metal-influenced J-Rock, and also a great example of how interconnected the Japanese music industry can be, especially with regards to music made for other media. Now those of you who listened to last week's segment on Sono Chino Sadame are already familiar with the lyricist behind Stand Proud, Shoko Fujibayashi. As I said before, Ms. Fujibayashi has a strong association with the Kamen Rider franchise, and she's penned numerous songs for that series over the years. One of those songs was Aozora Ninaru, the ending theme to Kamen Rider Kuga, which aired in 2000. It sounds like this. This song is notable to JoJo fans because it is also the solo debut of its vocalist, Jin Hashimoto, who would become the singer for Stand Proud 14 years later. Jin has been in music since he was a young man in the 80s, when he apparently joined an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. In 1998, he formed the band Betchen with Tommy Tominaga, who would go on to sing Sono Chino Sadame. And, as I just said, it wouldn't be long before he made his first solo appearance on Aozora Ninaru. After that, his work in the world of TV and video games is actually pretty scant. It's one song for Mega Man Battle Network, and then just JoJo all the way down. The music for Stand Proud was composed by Takatsugu Wakabayashi, a relative newcomer to the scene whose first credit was in 2010 as a composer on the soundtrack to Tokimeki Memorial, Girl's Side, Third Story. After that came composition credits for three more video games, Sengoku Basura 3, Rage of Bahamut, and Ryuga Gotoko Ishin. After that is Stand Proud. And Wakabayashi's resume has gotten much fuller since. He's been involved with The Idolmaster, One Piece, and Kantai Collection, among other things. And finally, the arrangement for Stand Proud was completed by Zenta Tsuchihashi, who was also very new in the industry at the time. He first appeared as a composer in 2012, according to the very little I could find out about him. But one of his credits is for the Ryuga Gotoku Ishin soundtrack, so he had a connection to Takatsugu Wakabayashi immediately prior to the two of them working on Stand Proud. So, remember kids, it's not what you Jojo, but who you, Jojo? Right up, right up, 
boy, I could stand for all JoJo openings to be that good, right, Victor? Proudly. I don't know. This is the worst of the three. <gasps> yeah, you're <gasps> right. But... Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the, the, I mean, it's a high bar, but... <laughs> it is a very high bar, and it's still better than most anime openings. As an yeah. opening, it's great. Like, like between the visuals and the music, it, it works really well together. It's gorgeous. But I'm not really going to sit around and listen to Stand Proud very often. No. Fair. Oh, you know, there's this... Uh, Something I appreciate about JoJo in particular and the way they do their endings. There's this meme that's been going around where it's like anime openings and it's like all these like ridiculous action scenes and hardcore like Kermit with a machine gun. And then it's like anime endings. You're just like wistfully looking out a window (laughs) and (laughs) relaxing. Oh, man. And and JoJo doesn't (laughs) fall into that trap by by having... Sorry, Victor. You so far. Uh, you watched a couple episodes ahead, haven't you? <laughs> I'm just going to cut in the next year. It's just like just having roundabout and walk like an Egyptian as these endings have been like really good. They are tremendous. They're very oh, good. Victor, treasure these. <laughs> you will beg for the sweet release that is um, Chicka Cherry walk Cola like a... the next season. Men. Hey, Diamonds Unbreakable is good. Diamonds that, Unbreakable that is good. Top to bottom, great. I'm ready for some chicken cherry cola. Huh? I'm ready chicken for great cola. days. Hot take, the best JoJo opening. Anyway, so they're on a submarine. Now they're getting attacked by... um. It's like the mineral category from 20 Questions. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's not an animal or a vegetable, this thing can turn into. It's <laughs> because they're any- like... An animate object, really. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic or vinyl are not minerals, Lavdol. <laughs> <laughs> that I bullet mean... really did a number to his head. Like <laughs> <laughs> He has a lot of very weird specific recollections for this random stand user that was stationed to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> She's a famous stand assassin like Greyfly. How did fair... she find them? Well, I don't, I don't if know. she wasn't, if she wouldn't be able to, if she wasn't able to find them, she wouldn't be a famous assassin. Maybe she just followed the sounds of the screaming genie. Maybe uh, one of Avdol's hair things is hiding a flesh bud. <gasps> you mean you think D- Avdol's a double agent? <gasps> I don't Maybe. have any more interest in it. That's why he sound. That's why he seems so different now. He's just not the same character anymore. Maybe. She followed the money of who the fuck bought the submarine. No, I mean, like, how did she physically get her stand to find the submarine? They're at the bottom of an ocean, like, a sea, ri- sorry, river. It's very dark and very big. Like, well, her... She, I mean, they have the spotlights going. She knew... I, she knew they were going to let Pelneraf drive, and he was going to ram it into something. And she just had to wait. I, no, I got it. She just turned the high priestess into its own sonar machine to find it. It has oh. tremor sense. Yeah, there we go. Or maybe because it can turn into a mineral, it just dissolved into the salt of the Red Sea. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it was everywhere. I love this stupid kabuki samurai midget. <laughs> it does look really it's weird. It's kind of amazing. It's so dumb. <laughs> Like we we were marveling at the design of Death Thirteen because it's like wow this is like a cohesive unit like it, it it actually fits a theme and it you know it has its own powers built around its look and everything and then this thing yeah it's just a little gremlin that hops around chopping off hands like <laughs> and it just makes merges, weird noises merges with the submarine it becomes one with the sub. And is that Subway's new slogan? <laughs> it should be. They'd probably get more business that way. You know, I think they would have to lean into how dark and bleak Subway is for me to actually go there again. If they make it into like a genuine Lovecraft experience, which it already borders on, they might actually. Yeah. Be- <laughs> is that why I'm always so unsettled going to a Subway? It's just like a deep one's going to get me. Come to it's Subway all- for our. Forbidden meats. It, it's subway always cultists. a little too cold and a little too damp inside of a subway. <laughs> Eat 
fresh. It, it always feels a little bit greasy to me, which is really surprising considering they have nothing that makes grease. <laughs> they just like white pepperoni it's, and salami on everything. It's the bread, Tim. How? It's the bread. I don't even think it's technically bread. I don't think they're, I don't think they're legally allowed to call it bread. I can't, we can't it's, tell it's, you it's, how because you're not initiated yet. It's bread spelled with no A and two Ds. Become a reward scarf. Two Ds. Wings. Legally distinct. Legally distinct. <laughs> Raise your hand if you still have a subway card in your wallet from 2010. <laughs> I think I finally junked them all. God, now that I think about it, that's just like a cursed object. <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did anyone, does anyone ever remember buying a subway card? I think they just like aggregated out of the ether. <laughs> there was one summer in grade school where. All I ate for an entire summer was Subway subs. Because How does that happen? Because my my dad knew a guy who owned a Subway in another state. And he had like those, like, he had the little, like, club cards where you put stamps on it every time he came in. Uh-huh. And he just, like, like had a stack of these cards that he filled up with stamps and mailed them to us. And I was just, like, in a Subway every other day getting a free sub from them. And, like, there's no reasonable uh, there's no reasonable way a 15-year-old could have had, like, that much Subway to warrant that many cards. But I was in there, and they were like, are you, are you for real, kid? And I'm like, give me my free sub. And, and you're that like, was, that me was up. back when Subway wasn't the dark, depressing place yeah, it is now. Yeah, it was back when they were still doing $5 footlongs, and I'm like, $5? It had $5 $0 footlongs. <laughs> Subway had not yet escaped its chrysalis. <laughs> <laughs> the foreign, abstruse geometry had not yet congealed. From... <laughs> God. Become one with the sub. <laughs> No, that's it something flaps, else. Flaps its toasted <laughs> cheese wings. <laughs> no. no! Now that I'm thinking about it, it's weird that this was Subway's fate and not Quiznos, because Quiznos yeah. was all... <laughs> Quiznos just kind of erased itself from existence. It's like, poof. Oh, that's... <laughs> that That one was successfully destroyed. Yeah. It's its evil was ended properly and we don't talk about it anymore <laughs> it was sealed with the elder sign what's a quiznos never have i heard that name before <laughs> what's a- meanwhile i'm gonna go into the subway and get my sweet onion migo teriyaki <laughs> <laughs> uh so back meanwhile in jojo's bizarre <laughs> We're only halfway through this. There's nothing to this episode. I can summarize it in 30 seconds. They don't. They fail to attack the thing. It hides itself, and then they run to the back. That's it. That is every single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Joe. Congratulations, did you did it. I did it. We just our podcast. It turned into one of the gauges. Yeah, and they somehow just lose it like this. <laughs> like I, uh, you didn't, you didn't see it just like fade in there. Hey, <laughs> apparently the phone it can start be... ringing that distracted them, and <laughs> they're like, either... "No, don't like... answer the phone!" Oh my god! <laughs> Jod- so Jodoro like, answers the phone. Fuck yeah, I'm answering the phone. And he just like does the creeper thing where he just breathes at Suzy Q. <laughs> well, uh, like an air raid siren is going off in the background. <laughs> Water's <laughs> rushing in because there's a hole in the hall now. And You know, for Suzy Q saying they had a bad connection earlier, she sure can't hear all these things really well <laughs> and identify them perfectly. <laughs> God, Sandbagging. So jo- Joseph gets is knocked unconscious because his hand got cut off. So that He means also got stabbed in the throat. His of- fingers went flying into his chin. Yeah, which... Knocks people unconscious. So he's got a glass can, jaw, man. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think we see him take any hits. Maybe that's right. So that means Polaris got to be on oh my god duty. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was wondering who yelled oh my god, and I'm like, it can only be Polaris at this point. It could only be Polaris. Jo- Joseph's out. Jodoro's not doing that. No. Cock- I mean, Amber might have at still. this point. Maybe yeah, like Avdol at after the Emperor might have done it. <laughs> God, they, 
They spend a lot of time not correcting the situation of being on a sub that is <laughs> rapidly like they're, they're they look over they're like oh we have no more air huh that's that's just like a throwaway line <laughs> like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like the sub crashing is on them still it's oh a, yeah it's a, Jotaro still says I, I'm never writing a submarine again which is probably <laughs> probably wrong <laughs> given what, what the three of us know that Victor doesn't know yeah about. I, I think Jotaro it actually is wrong. <laughs> but still. Anyway, Jotaro's really hesitant to, like, take the shot here. I'm Like, what, what's he worried about? Like, oh no, I, I don't know. punched a hole in the hole, another hole? Sinking it more. <laughs> I mean, th- this, this submarine's a lost cause. He should have just punched all the dials. I, that's yes. what I was thinking. I think he was. I thought he was just going to aura all of them. Like, that... Instead, Kakyoin, like, timidly points at one of the uh, dials. I think it's this I one, think, Kyoto. I think it's this <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too slow, back. Tim. Stand back, Bay. <laughs> I got this. I'll get the spider for you. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, it really is a spider. <laughs> the functioning wall fixture behind Kakyoin turns into the Empress. Or High because Priestess, the, rather. I, like, we... We don't really get a proper understanding. Like, can, this thing can apparently turn into discrete objects, like an extra coffee mug, or also become something that already exists, like meld into it. We can't break any rules if we don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not that important. Don't worry about it. It doesn't get better from here, Victor. <laughs> so it disappears again. They argue for like five minutes, and then Avdol goes to running get out of air. Yeah, Avdol executive decision. Let's leave. Goes yeah. up to the thing, starts hauling the on the room, hauling on the wheel, and of course, the the second something comes into contact with them in this episode, it just turns into the, the high priestess. This just keeps <laughs> happening, and we get like increasingly tortured forms of this thing, like yeah. the steering wheel version of it with the two arms coming out. Just like it's like it's like skin is spider webbed across it. It's kind of unsettling. This thing is upsetting every time it appears. I have no idea why this thing is designed the way it is. It's terrible. To be unsettling, Victor. But hey, Jotaro grabs it and just, like, starts squishing it with Star Platinum. Hey, good call. And the way he has the arms of Star Platinum positioned, it looks like it's coming from where his own arms are. But his own arms are just pointed straight down. (laughs) It's so weird. It's really fucking weird. The thing just just starts... It makes this noise while being held, like... (laughs) So, like, the Empress... It's really like yeah. Sex Pistols later, but... <laughs> Don't you be switched by Sex Pistols. I love them. <laughs> but anyways... Oh boy. <laughs> is like, go ahead, no mercy. Just kill it now. Rip off its head. And Polnareff has the like, right idea again. Aye, aye, sir. Aye, aye, sir. Aye, aye, sir. <laughs> Nobody should ever say that to Polnareff. Nobody and should ever it, say that. Was this scene was actually written for Captain Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Captain Dragon would still be in the crew by this. It's the underwater episode, so... Yeah. <laughs> and then... The stand turns into a razor blade. But not any razor blade. A giant comical razor blade that makes no sense. <laughs> that, also, this happens off screen, so... <laughs> we don't see why it actually works on Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Avdol's got the solution to what to do in a highly pressurized, oxygen-rich environment. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, uh, it's not oxygen-rich, remember? Oh, you're right. They're running out of oxygen, and he decides to use fire... <laughs> because he's That's a okay. fucking idiot. <laughs> That's okay. I'm pretty sure Joseph Stan Hermit Purple actually makes oxygen. Oh yeah, it's like a plant. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Hermit Purple can do anything. <laughs> he can do anything. <laughs> like, th- I, th- I think it's next episode where he adds another power to the list. Or is it this episode? <laughs> the nose thing's next episode. Yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Polnareff God. tries to stab it, and then, oh, it's too hard, and immediately gives up. <laughs> like, 
It's too hard. It's a, okay, at least turning to metal, which is something that apparently this could do because it can turn into any mineral, yeah. right? Uh, is a proper way to defeat Silver Chariot and not being faster and better than it at all times. <laughs> Don't worry. It's also probably just faster and better. Than <laughs> I mean, yes, but. <laughs> oh, I want, wanted to turn into a tiny sword and sword fight him to death. <laughs> We get that next episode with the, <laughs> the, the fucking hard right. gun. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now, like everybody just left the room. It's like, oh, let's just get out of here. And Jotaro just keeps staring at it, and it's like, my name's Kujo Jotaro, and I'm gonna be the one that smashes the shit out of you. Confidence. And Take then the confidence. door slams shut in a cutaway, and I thought Jotaro closed himself in alone with it, mm-hmm. but uh, no, we just cut to all of them running down a hallway. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah, they. Oh, by the way, we dropped Joseph in the water and he woke up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they run to the back, thinking for some reason the door will hold the thing of this enormously spacious submarine, and then get some scuba gear on. And that's the episode. Yeah. We did it. Is it? So, Victor, how'd you like it? Look, I, I said this. We, I like these two episodes taken together. I think it does the things you want this team to do, question mm-hmm. mark. Like, you, we get all of them doing things. We get good That's character true. moments from all of them. We get, uh, so, you know, some checkup on the through line of the whole story and, and all of that. Uh, and uh, this... This stand user is a fucking maniac, and I hate it, and it's that's what we want out of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's true. Like, like, I, I, I really do like these two episodes. I would rather show somebody new to JoJo these two episodes than Steely Dan. The issue like I have with it is that they're just so slight. There's, like, nothing. Like, we spent, like, 30 minutes on Subway, and we're still probably going to come in under time. in our defense we didn't talk about the final suzy q scene it's because like nothing like there's just nothing there it's just suzy they we check up on suzy q we check up on like she she has a nice heartfelt moments like oh well if jotar is with them jotar is a good sweet boy i know that her his mom had trouble with him but like if he's with joseph i'm sure everything will be okay oh that's fair also, Rosa, so I'm going to fire the shit out of you when I figure everything out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he knows who pays his bills. <laughs> he knows what side his bread is buttered on. I, I love how she instantly recognizes Jotaro's voice, and I'm like, he's 17. Did he, like, go through puberty when he was, like, 12, and he's just sounded like this forever? Yeah, probably. Yes! <laughs> because I, like... When was the last time they heard from him? We've seen how, jo- like, the Joe Stars go through puberty. They're fucking yeah. slow. Oh, we get the great picture of, like, the family picture of Holly and Jotaro when Jotaro's in middle school. And he looks like fucking Jonathan did when he was 13, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. He looks like a dork. <laughs> he does. I mean, he does. Th- that's okay. I mean, it really shows through in his one liners because they're all bad. <laughs> No, there was, one, is is excellent. There was one good one. Yeah. <laughs> but he really does look like his great great grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. What his, I... his hat actually looks like a hat in that picture. <laughs> he has not yet become one with the hat. <laughs> so you you two like it. Oh like I lo- We get this good 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 picture of Holly all just hollified and vines and shit and naked. Yeah. I was just like, why the pinup picture? Yeah. Hot mom. I haven't thought about this before. Is Holly covered in Holly? Yes. 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 Yeah, I'm an idiot. That's the, that's the joke. These <laughs> and... aren't stands, Grant. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for I, watching. I, oh, I bet you missed that Holly is a fucking music reference to Buddy Holly. <laughs> or possibly the Hollies. Or the Hollies. Yeah, the Hollies. Yeah, Grant. It's actually a reference to Holly Jolly Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Perfect. Well, thank you all for watching. Uh, where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam, where I'll be hosting some sort of nonsense. And you can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar All Stars and find the podcast wherever you listen to your audio content. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, JoestarAllStars.fireside.fm. And if you want to contact us, you can reach us at JoestarAllStars at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, five stars, tell a friend. You know, inflict us on other people. 
we at least think we're pretty funny sometimes. Eh. <laughs> okay. Everyone but Tim. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth, folks. You heard it. Yeah, we actually have a three-to-star review on iTunes from Tim that just says, eh. <laughs> it's ruining our optimization on all the metrics, but... <laughs> I call Look, them like I see them. <laughs> the honest, unfiltered truth. Subscribe now. <laughs> God damn it. But really, now I kind of want to run a Call of Cthulhu campaign that's based around, like, a fast food <laughs> restaurant that's just <laughs> the inherent darkness of it. <laughs> yeah. There's a space there for just I... depressing, like, spaces. I mean... Why is subways always damp? It's always damp. <laughs> it's always it's always greasy, and there's nothing greasy in the store. I'm telling you, I every think surface it's is sticky. The do, they, do they spray the fucking sauces all over the walls or something, <laughs> or do they just come out of the walls naturally? The wall. <laughs> You're right, Tim. The sauce comes from the walls. No, <laughs> the walls bleed mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, that might be the darkest thing we've said so far. <laughs> Alright, thank you everyone for some reason sticking around listening to this. This is Joe Star All Star signing out for all you Gilf Susie Q nerds out there. Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo! I mean, his very first credit is for Tokimeki Memorial Girls' side third story original soundtrack. What the fuck so... did you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> Tokimeki Memorial Girls' side third story original soundtrack.